0: Welcome back to Can't Stop Won't Stop, where we can't stop and we won't stop being warriors fighting for justice. I'm your host, Lindsay Ann. Last week I introduced you to Anthony Greeno from True Crime Investigates, and I announced that we are going to team up. And together, you guys, we will be unstoppable in helping families find the justice that they deserve. This week, D Wayne and I get very candid with each of you and we answer some listener questions. Are you ready? Let's do this! So, this week's episode was a bit different again, and you guys, it was really fun for me and Dwayne. And we really hope that you guys enjoy getting to know us a little bit better and hearing some of the insides and kind of behind the scenes of Can't Stop, Won't Stop. In this episode, you will hear us discuss a little bit about Dwayne's sister, Egypt, that was murdered in 2017, and also the dynamics amongst Dwayne and Egypt's family members we talk about can stop won't stop and our vision moving forward and we have some fun answering some of your questions that were submitted to us and you guys there's a whole lot more so let's just get started here we go Dwayne and i chatting it up all right so all right babe i'm starting with you first question all right how does it feel to know that you you are a huge part in getting your sister Egypt Covington's case into the right hands? How does that feel? <laughs>
1: um, empowering. It's um, uh, there's there's a couple different words that come to mind. It's empowering, grateful, um, you know, confidence. There's, it's it's insane the road that uh, came about just by. Um, just by doing everything that it that we could to get it done, uh, just by day by day improving and uh, starting a movement and jeez. Um,
0: well, what what helped, and in a big part of that is that you found your voice. You found your voice in 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 really fighting for your sister. And so, what what do you feel like? helped you find that voice because from what i hear (laughs) i haven't known him his whole life you guys but from what i hear you're kind of one of a bit more quiet, just kind of went along with everything, go with the flow kind of guy, didn't get, didn't want any conflicts and just stayed mm-hmm. out of that. And now look at you building all these conflicts and,
1: and yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think well, brought that on? You know, as a kid, I, I was kind of a yes man. I grew up um, just, you know, doing things um, properly. I was a pretty good kid <laughs> and just um, going throughout the... Um, going throughout the years I just I didn't really get in too much trouble yeah I had a couple different things but uh you know I mostly stayed in um on the path so um
0: yeah but by but by staying on the path doesn't mean that you can't have a voice so I feel like something had to give you that drive to to be brave enough to speak up to law enforcement I don't know I don't know if it's because it was your sister, your someone who you loved and adored. If it was because you realized that you can't trust law enforcement anymore, anymore. Well, I, don't, I don't. I'm just curious what.
1: I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You know, in the beginning, I thought law enforce, law enforcement was doing their job. Uh, I thought they were doing the right things. And when I started to educate myself, when we started educating ourselves, that. Uh, things weren't being done thoroughly and correctly, necessarily, um, that's, that's the point when my confidence started going up. And I got to be honest, you, you, know, you actually stood up first. And so it was, uh, it was easier for me to fall in line with that and um, gain a little more confidence to speak up for myself when I started learning that um, things were wrong and things needed to happen. So it was a gradual thing
0: yeah and sometimes I think it it's it, it's harder for the family that's going through the grief and trying to grieve the loss of their loved one to really notice the inconsistencies the the false statements the flat-out lies because they aren't in that state of mind you you guys weren't you were believing them you were trying to grieve your sister's sisters death.
1: Yeah. And, and then it- to
0: have somebody come in who... I I mean, you guys know I say it over and over again. I never... I didn't know Egypt. I never met Egypt. I feel like I know her through Dwayne, through Tina, through Ruby, her dog. Um, but I never had the pleasure of meeting her. So I ca- came into this with a different perspective. And um, I didn't have that emotional e- attachment that family members have when Mm -hmm. during the loss of a loved one
1: that's right yeah and you know i i like to consider um you as an advocate now i i know back then it wasn't necessarily meant to be that but it it played out that way anyway yeah and because of those things that you just said you know we we it, it was hard to go against the grain it was hard to know what's right and wrong especially when somebody's telling you um something so it was just that, when you're in the family perspective and emotional state, you don't want to ruin anything. You feel like you, if you speak up or if you do anything out of the ordinary that you might ruin something. That And, and they actually told us mm-hmm. that we were ruining, you know, over time. They were telling us that we were ruining the investigation.
0: But the thing with that is they never told us how.
1: We asked
0: them over and over again. They would say, you guys are hindering the investigation. You're going to ruin the investigation. You're going to ruin our chances of getting a conviction. And they told us that over and over. Multiple people did. Um, Law enforcement did. The superintendent, Kevin McNamara, told us that. Uh, Egypt's father told us that. Egypt's sisters told us that. But nobody could ever tell us how we were hindering it. How or why? What we were doing that was going to cause no convictions to be made in Egypt's uh, case? So,
1: and you know, just to go back to um, me getting my voice, that was a very difficult part too. It wasn't just the police; it was family, uh. and you know, there's a, there's a split between the family, and, and it was very difficult to go against. Um, one side. I always took that middle ground between the split between uh, Chuck and my mom and tried to make, you know, be the bridge, but I I couldn't do that anymore. And when I started seeing things with my own eyes, I had to pick the side that I thought uh, mattered, that, you know, um, getting Egypt's case solved uh, and and, uh, resolved.
0: Yeah. So I know people are going to have a few, uh, some questions regarding not everyone, not everyone, not all of our listeners know that there's uh, two sides in, in in your family. And yeah. I think a lot of people know that, but not everyone does. And I, I don't know how much you're willing to speak on that right now. Um, but I think that, is there anything that you can just touch on? Maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, with um, with the family, I don't want to get into in depth because uh, we still have to um, coordinate things with the uh, trial and I don't want to go uh, off the hinge on that. But I will say that there's the family dynamic uh, starts off with myself, my mother and Lindsay. Uh, and the other side, we say, is uh, Chuck, his wife, Kristen, Beth, Jessica. Those are Egypt's sisters and uh, there's also a handful of um, friends that came along with that and so really it started uh, right after Egypt's death and um, there was a like a a, just an uh, just a tidal wave of um, accusations against Kenny Mihalik you know they came from the police and it came from family members as well and I was part of that group I didn't I didn't know any better. I was just kind of throw your hands up and, you know, that's what they say. So that's what it is. And when we started to question, when Lindsay and I, when my mom, Lindsay and I started to question, hey, is it actually, why is he not arrested? Is, you know, maybe things aren't adding up. You know, we started to veer off and ask, ask and wonder. Um,
0: we demanded proof. That's what we demanded. Yeah. Right. We were saying, okay, we see this and maybe it is Kenny. But show us, and I will never say his name until you guys show us and give us proof that, right. that he did this. Because they kept saying, we know he did. We know he did. Well, mm-hmm. if you know it, then, then why isn't he in, in jail? And that's what our approach was. And we didn't necessarily say it wasn't him. In fact, we never did say that. We never said that's it right. wasn't Kenny, but we never you said, said it was. We never said it wasn't. We never said it was. We asked for proof by the people who were saying we know Kenny killed Egypt.
1: Yeah, and, and that right there was, was the dynamic. That was the catalyst that split both sides. Um, and you know, going on from there with details, is uh, I don't think that's the important part right now yeah yeah anyway
0: um we can get more into that after <laughs> after the trial At and, later and if we want to you know mm-hmm. that's but i feel like it's important because it is out there and it, it is a fact it is what happened and it's very unfortunate that it happened it's
1: part of the story
0: and and you hear about families who get get divorced over right after the loss of a loved one mm-hmm. um, some people grow way closer after the loss of a loved one so it, it just your story, our story, is that it it tore the family apart even more. That's right. Um, unfortunately, do I think that Egypt would would want that? No, but I also think that Egypt would want us to be fighting to find the person that actually killed her, and to fight and and find the facts.
1: That's right, but you know. <laughs> Let's let's be real. Um, Egypt knew that the family was split before. It, there was always a yeah, tear. That's
0: true. That's true.
1: But this just solidified it. This this widened the gap.
0: Yeah, yeah that's true. It wasn't like like it was a big loving happy blended family. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> before Egypt died. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's very fair to say. So it, it was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> heading down this path before um all right so let's get now let's get into more of the can't stop won't stop and our direction in us deciding to to build it into an l l c now it is a we have a company um we're founders, babe. We're founders and owners.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's, it's exciting. The, the path of entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I, if, I'll, if I can take over sure. at this point, I'll, I'll ask you a question. Sure. And um, since we brought up entrepreneurs and and um, founding um, a company, what what brought you on this path, Lindsay? I know that um, before, before you answer, you were a school teacher you are a stay-at-home mom for some time, a yoga uh, teacher. I know you still are. Uh, but you had this completely off the beaten path of where you are now. What, what brought you to this point?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, organically, it has come to this point, And I can say that, honestly. I did not. I didn't plan this. I didn't plan. This hasn't been like a goal of mine. I've never, ever in my life thought that I would be a podcaster. I never thought in my life that I would own a company and be the mm-hmm. founder of a company. And it it came to me organically. And by organically I mean it just fell together and it came together as it was supposed to. And I know that can sound a little bit like woo woo, you know, the universe put it, you know, but I truly believe that. I believe that you and I We're meant to be together. You and I were brought together for a reason, and for many reasons. And one of them is to build this community of warriors together and make a difference in this in the world. We're gonna we're gonna kick ass in the world.
1: Hell yeah, we are.
0: And so that's, I I I guess. I mean, I don't know how I became an entrepreneur. <laughs> I, I, just, I just am now, and, hey, I, and I, I love it. I
1: will say that um, it, it's been a joy watching the process happen because I, I saw you doing things that you were, you were happy, but um, I'm starting to see, uh, I, I started to see passion and, and daily working on, uh, on families, and I just see it in your eyes and in your work and in your voice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> See it
1: in your voice. It's like watching a podcast, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I and I have to thank you for that because there's many times when I know that I'm super excited about something and uh, you're not in the same frame of mind as me because you're working on your stuff. Sure. But I come to you and I'm like, oh, listen to this, listen to this, and I read it yeah. to him and. And it's, and he, and he listens to me and that, and you do, you just listen to me and you're like, great job, babe. You know, and that's just what I need. Whether he, and you could have been, had tissue in your ears and, <laughs> <what I've pronounced. laughs> but the fact that you acted like you listened, you know, like, so, um, yeah, so it is, it's a huge passion. I love what I'm doing and, uh, I'm so proud.
1: Well, you know what, um, So, while I'm on a roll, I'm going to ask another question. I, I think, um, I don't know, I think you're such a huge part, and we were just talking about my sister's case and uh, finding my voice. Well, you know what, what? you were the drive of that. You you started it. You set up that first meeting. What, how did you find that courage to go against law enforcement? Doesn't seem like too many people are, are willing or I think everybody's capable, but what got you that mind frame? What gave you the courage?
0: Okay. Well, first I want to kind of rephrase that. I don't necessarily go against them all the time. It's, it's exposing them. It's questioning them. Okay. I like, I like to say it that way first, because that is my approach is asking questions Yes. and demanding proof. Um, I, I try really hard to not come right out of the gates blaming and pointing fingers. So Good point. If that's fair. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. I'd like, like to say it, say it that way, but what got me the courage I think it was all everything that led up to the point when we were saying, "Okay, awesome. Kenny killed your sister. Let's get him off the streets. I have I have children." And the guy that killed your sister is still roaming the streets, you know, and it, it just, that's, that's really how it, how it all started because I was afraid for, for not only my children's life, but for your life too, D. like he, he knew that you were Egypt's brother and that you had a family now and what were that, so that was where that drive started. And then once we realized that he didn't kill your sister, then I got the courage to stand up to the police because I knew I had proof.
1: Were you nervous?
0: Oh my God, I was so nervous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it doesn't seem that way. You go out here and you speak to people now and you and you go directly over the phone and in person and it just it seems like it's natural to you.
0: Yeah, he's, he hears me on, on phone calls all the time now and uh, even though as I still... I take a deep breath before I make the call I am like okay I, I kind of recite it in out loud um, in the office I, I so yes uh, it is it's very scary and to this day it's still scary and I'll tell you why that's because I know that they have immunity they there are law enforcement agencies that do things that are against the law. Like locking up people for no reason at all. Like what they did to Anthony Greeno. It
1: happens. If
0: they want to shut you down, they will shut you down. And they are allowed to do that and they get away with it. So that is scary to me. But it doesn't stop me. It doesn't stop me at all. It, Mm -hmm. It drives me more, actually, when I hear stories like that. Um, and, and I know that we have such a strong community that if something like that happened, um, I'm pretty sure you, you would be the driving force behind getting me out and exposing.
1: <laughs> I think <laughs> I'd right. have a lot of community members right behind my back with me, so I wouldn't be doing it alone, I'll tell you that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I still have to find that courage. It's, it's not just something that just, um, yes, I'm a very strong, independent woman. But it's it's not easy and the courage comes with facts and proof
1: yes yes I can I could see that yep. that uh, that's that's how I became um, a little bit more vocal is knowing that we were right
0: yep mm-hmm. makes a big difference when you yeah. when you can sit there and have the proof
1: and when you're fighting for what's right yeah for sure that matters too for sure mm-hmm. yep. okay so we you know we see where can't stop won't stop came from Um but really, you know, what do you see, where do you see it going in about five to ten years? What's your vision of Can't Stop, Won't Stop in the future?
0: That's a good question. So my vision, I can honestly say, has changed. and It changes weekly, if not daily, <laughs> constantly, because so many things are happening within the company right now. And you guys, it is such a new company. And I would have never guessed that it had grown as fast as it it has, which is a phenomenal, um, it's not a problem, but a phenomenal thing to happen. So right now, today, I would say I envision Can't Stop, Won't Stop traveling, becoming nationwide, and I envision myself speaking at, I I love to speak. Shocker! <laughs> so I picture myself going to different law enforcement agencies, traveling to different police academies throughout the nation and just speaking with them and just explaining the, 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 the situations the, that so many families have gone through. We feel like we're the only ones that this has happened to, but you guys, small departments are all over this nation and there are some phenomenal small departments that that reach out to larger local agencies reach out to the state police, reach out to the FBI when they know that they need help. But there are way too many smaller departments and sometimes bigger departments too that don't use all the resources that are available to them. And I want to help these agencies and the the men and women who are going through into police academies know how that affects victims' families when all of the resources that are available to them are not used. I want to help make police officers better at what they do. I want to help solve more crimes by educating families on their rights, traveling and having open discussions with families, helping them along, showing them what we used to find Egypt's justice, uh, uh, what we used as we're on our path to find tanner's justice Brittany's justice and all the other families that we're we're helping and going to be helping all right so i'm going to flip that now so my turn i'm going to ask you that same question duane so where where do you see can't stop won't stop in five to ten years
1: well, I'll, I'll lump those two together, actually. In, in the future, throughout time, I could see this company expanding um, across the nation and even being used as a template in uh, other uh, developed or undeveloped countries, really. It, I know that's that's thinking way outside the box, but it's um, I could see satellite locations, almost like chapters, being in uh, different regions or areas. I do think that some law enforcement agencies should should be a little worried when Can't Stop, Won't Stop is assigned to their district or their uh, their department. But on the flip side, I could see this, I could see Can't Stop, Won't Stop being a resource, being an education center, being a, um, a, a spot where maybe leadership within law enforcement can actually come to Can't Stop One Stop and say, "Hey, will you speak to our brand new cadets and let them um, speak of empathy?" I don't know if you can teach it. I remember one of the uh, detectives asking you that. I don't know if you can teach it, but awareness is maybe all that needs to happen in um, when making decisions on uh, uh, when you're speaking with families uh, when they're going through hardships and you know they think there's nowhere else to turn. And uh, they think um, maybe the family thinks that you're not doing something right. And how do you approach that? Um, <laughs> you know, that's it's a very important part on on closure with a family. If if there is nothing else you can do, you 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 make them think that you are still doing, you know, everything that you can do. It, it, you, you just that's just what needs to happen.
0: Yeah. Damn, I like your vision. <laughs> you guys we didn't prepare these answers so um i love that d all right so we'll put ours together and that's our vision you guys
1: Yay. <laughs> <Step> <laughs> um but
0: but d so what's your what's your role in, in how what do you feel like your role is i know what i i believe your role is for can't Step once up but what do you i mean you guys again we haven't talked about this either so
1: well, you know, I think my role is important. I, I don't think that I'm um, the front uh, picture of everything, but I do feel like I'm a, not only a contributor, but also a support uh, system. So I think I can contribute from experience and um, and from uh, aspects of my sister's case but also as a support system uh, for the little things. When Lindsay asks me for a second opinion, when she wants to read things to me, um, when she uh, mentions something, sometimes all it takes is another person to say, huh, either I like that or what about this? And, and that can be all the difference in getting different points of view uh, when, you're, when she or we are making uh, an episode or uh, going out on the road and uh uh, getting into action so i I think overall my um contribution to the company is is behind behind the scenes a little bit more but uh very important for structure
0: yeah i have to i agree absolutely with all of that and i'd like to get you to come more to the face uh, of the company getting him to speak more um by him, I mean you. <laughs> <laughs> Getting you to, to to speak more, and you do you do such a great job, and you have you have such brilliance to bringing uh, to bring to this company, and uh, I, I love having you as a part of it, and and I want can't step one step to be ours, and along with the community too, but uh, for for us to work on everything together. I but, love it. Yes, so. Um, Okay, so now we know your role in Can't Stop, will Stop, but what, is, what do you do? What does is, what is Dwayne do all day?
1: <laughs> what does a man do behind the curtain? <laughs>
0: what's, your, what, what's your job? Uh, you know, or jobs?
1: <laughs> I, uh, I am an uh, up-and-coming YouTuber, so I, uh, I work with the markets. I educate on um, passive investing and also active investing, so a, a trader... A trader um, each and every day, but also a passive investor for our own IRA, um, yeah. as well as helping others um, do the same thing. So, you know, uh, options tender—that's my—that's my handle, and so that's what I do on YouTube. I make videos and I try to educate people.
0: Good, that's where they can find you, options tender. Yeah, and Dwayne Turner on <laughs> Facebook. That's right. <laughs> yep. Awesome. And I am so grateful for that because he has such a great knowledge of the stock market that I know nothing about and um, and I love that and, and you guys, his passion for that is incredible and you should see his setup with all the screens and everything going on and yeah. Anyway, Bells and whistles. Anyway, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so check him out. There's your plug. (laughs) Thanks.
1: I think that might be the first time I ever did on our show.
0: Yeah, that's good. You deserve it. Um, Okay, so you guys, now we're going to get into, I I asked on Facebook and on Instagram for any listeners to post any questions that you might have for Dwayne and I for this episode specifically. So we're just going to read them in no order at all, just how they are how they came up on Facebook and after we wrote them down. So we'll go ahead and do that and then we're going to finish this up. So and the first so the first question is from Ange Brackett Garrett. So after the latest live on Facebook and talking about getting in trouble with the law for alcohol, does Dwayne even drink? That's yours, babe.
1: Excellent question. Now, if you saw some <laughs> of the pictures uh, from the trip at that, the last trip we were just it on in Indiana.
0: It could be virgin.
1: Well, I'll tell you that it's not. <laughs> and so um, I did have my dealings with, uh, with law enforcement. That's the only dealings I've had uh, was, um, was drinking. I've been a bartender for many, many years. And throughout the years, I was uh, very careless um, about uh, how I handled my drinking and driving at the same time. And, and it, it caught up with me. So I did go through sobriety court. I've uh, done uh, a lot of different steps. I was sober for quite some time. Um, and I think, um, I think what I really, really needed was a sense of stability. So Lindsay brought that in my life. And, um, now, um, it's real easy, easy for me to, to go out, have some fun, not go overboard, um, each and every day drive after. And, and, um, I think, uh, she really reined me in, and it it matters because we have kids, we have children, and and family really really matters, and um, all that came together and hit me just like a like a baseball bat, just boom! <laughs> oh my gosh, life! <laughs> so it was it was very important, and I'm I'm super happy now where I am.
0: Yeah, more of a little little bit more of a reason to be more responsible, I guess.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah. Yep. So we do we drink
1: yep yes (laughs) responsibly (laughs) Responsibly. very
0: responsibly jessica ann hayes i'm not sure if anyone else wonders but may i ask what happened with you and heather yes jessica you can and i am so grateful that you asked me that um because there is a story behind that and I'm not going to go into all of the details because some of it isn't my place to tell, but I'll tell you my why the the driving force behind me and not wanting to be in or have Heather be a part of my life anymore is the way that she treated my brother. And for those of you who don't know, Heather has her own podcast and she helped us Get Egypt's story out on her podcast, and she did a great, phenomenal job with that. Uh, we became very good friends in a very short amount of time, and to the point to where she started dating my brother, and was also going through a divorce. And we went down and stayed with her over Thanksgiving this past year. And my brother stayed with her for a week. She, it was to the point where she was talking about moving, how could she move down to South Carolina to be with him. Uh, she was talking about going on family vacations with our family. She was talking about um, moving forward in their, in their relationship and moving very fast they even had plans for Christmas. My brother was gonna go and stay with her on his way up to Michigan and then also stay with her again on his way back to south carolina so so she she brought him along and was and was saying and then this, so then as soon as we all left her house for thanks after Thanksgiving, the day after we left, she got back with her. Husband, who she was going through a divorce with, which is fine. I, I don't care who she, that she got back with him. That has nothing to do with me no longer talking with her. Uh, but the problem that I have is that she, instead of telling my brother that, she changed her phone number and and didn't even tell him. So she dropped off the face of the earth to him didn't give him her number, didn't say anything to him. So basically what it is is she strung my brother along, she acted like she was falling in love with him, had plans, extensive plans with him, and then totally dropped him without having the courage uh, to even say to him, hey, I'm getting back with my husband. Uh, she, She didn't have... She she didn't tell him anything. She she changed her phone number and still to this day has not spoken to him. So that's I don't like it when people fuck with my family and I don't like the way that my brother was treated. So putting it all together is she I I quickly realized that she isn't the person that I thought she was. She we have different morals. We have different outlooks on things and uh, it, it just wasn't she's not the person who, who I wanted to continue her friendship with. So, uh, the next question is Lindsay. Oh, Paula Hagen Sarnovsky asks me, Lindsay, are you still a life slash divorce coach? Nope. I am not. I am not. And that is part of, my path and journey to to where I am now.
1: The, the entrepreneurship that was yeah. a big step in uh, starting a podcast and getting those roots together in order. That was a huge part of getting this together.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: We, uh, we actually, um, if you remember, we of course you remember, you remember everything. Uh, we went to San Diego, <laughs> and that was a huge part of. Um, uh, at getting a base around that entrepreneurial mind frame and going to a convention and uh, learning a lot about, um, you know, starting a business and this and that. So mm-hmm. it was, that was definitely a part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dream. Oh
0: yeah. I'm very grateful for that. That helped me get my confidence and I learned a lot when I was, when I was doing all of that. It just wasn't my passion. Like Dwayne right. saw the difference and uh, yeah.
1: Gloria Winchester, have you ever considered starting chapters of Can't Stop, Won't Stop in other states? I have MS degree. I am a great non-biased, evidential researcher based in Illinois. I'd be interested in helping filing paperwork for families locally if such a law exists, exists in Illinois. Do you have any template you follow?
0: Wow. Good question. Great question. Gloria, actually, she is very new to this group. Um, I remember just, just letting, accepting your, um, you into the group just this week. So thank nice. you, and welcome to the Can't Stop, Won't Stop um, community. So yes, uh, it's definitely been in our talks of starting to get Can't Stop, Won't Stop into other states. Right now, we are just a one-man show Two man show, <laughs> me and Dwayne. <laughs> so so right now we are staying local. Uh, but yes, that is in our vision is to get this started and to have templates and kind of like what Dwayne said for his for, for his vision is. So yep, yep, that's that's our plan. We just don't have it currently. Jennifer Pavlovich Marvin, how do we get the Indiana law in all of the other states?
1: Jennifer, I love it. That's a huge movement. I love it. That's uh, very ambitious.
0: It is. It is. The way to do that, in my opinion, would be to get it out and reach out to all of the um, congressmen, congresswomen, uh, to all the senators in in all of the states and fight to get this law passed in, in all of the states. That's what we would have to do. I
1: tell you what. Um, with uh, Indiana doing that and getting it passed and us actually working on a couple of cases that will highlight how this can help other families, I, th- I think you might want to take that template and show it to other congressmen and women that it works. Yes. That this is a, a way to get justice for many of families that are in their constituency. Um, how can you help them by getting this law passed?
0: Absolutely. Yep. Oh, here's a fun one. Ashley Hardenberg. Ashley Hardenberg. She says, who has the better dance moves?
1: Oh, gosh.
0: <laughs> That's E-Z. <laughs> Dwayne. <Lindsay. laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you guys, I'm a terrible dancer. Um, although with a little liquid courage, I... I'm a little bit better, but, oh, my gosh, Dwayne is much better. That's easy. Done. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure Ashley knew that answer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dusty Sipion, where did you guys meet? Excellent question. We met um, playing volleyball in, um, it was called On the Dunes in uh, Commerce Township that was a that was my homestead for a long time I was really interested still am uh, playing volleyball and she um, was uh, was going there for the first time and I saw her play and so I decided this is my short version from my point of view I saw mm. her playing she was excellent and I know that talent was necessary to pick up real quick around there or else she would have got picked up by somebody else and so I got her I waited right by the court till she was done playing and then ran over there and asked her to play.
0: You guys, he was like flies on poop. Like he was, we were, I was playing, I was subbing for a different team and I was just up there to get away and playing. I didn't know anybody there and I see him standing and there were a group of like four guys standing outside of our court watching. And I was like, what? what is going on? And then at the end of the game, before I even shook the other team's hands, this tall, dark, and handsome guy comes running out onto the court oh,
1: gosh.
0: and comes to me and he's like, do you want to play on our team? We need another girl. Do you want to play? We need. Can you play? Actually, we need someone right now. Can you play right now? <laughs> and I was like, no. no. Is that true? That's what you did, right?
1: <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Did I sound that desperate?
0: A little bit, yes. I was. Yes, he did. <laughs> and I was like, no, nope. I can't. I'm not here for, for this. Like, I am just needed to get away. I'm, no. And he's like, well, just tonight. Can you just play tonight? I was like, fine. I'll play tonight. Because he was saying we need one more girl for the team. I'll play, I'll play tonight since you guys need one more girl. But find someone to be on your team. I'm not committing to be on your team. Well, he didn't find somebody else to be on his team. And he got my number after and was like, just in case we don't, we can't find anyone, would you be willing to sub? And I was like, yeah, I can sub. I just won't commit. So that's how he got my number. Hook, and
1: line, and sinker.
0: <laughs> and the funny thing, too, is he he was telling me, he said, he's like, my name is Dwayne," And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, what? Like, you're cocky. You're arrogant. You're not D-Wayne. You're Dwayne. And <laughs> So then so then when he got my number, he texted me and his name is D apostrophe W-A-Y-N-E. And I was like, shit, his name is D Wayne. He wasn't being arrogant. He was telling me his real name. So then I felt better about him. But <laughs> he wasn't so arrogant. Um yeah, and so then I started subbing for him and we were we had a drink after the second time that I subbed there that I played on the team and and I just flat out said to him you know what you don't want me I don't want you I'm going through a divorce I have three kids I'm way older than than you like let's just put this out there and that's exactly what I said he said you're not older than me and I said oh yes I am how old are you and at the time we were 37 and he said I'm 37 and I was like no way I am, too. And uh, he told me, he told me, he said, and having the, the three kids, he said, that's not going to matter to the right person. You're going to find someone who, who, does, who doesn't care about that. And it was you! <laughs> you ta <Ta-da! you> knew- <laughs> That's what he did. And now, here we are. So that is how we met. Um, yeah. It's a fun story. Um, and now, just in case a lot of people wonder too, and now we are both 41 years old.
1: That's right. And engaged.
0: Yep. We we went on our first date December 14, 2017. Duane proposed to me on December 14, 2018. And we're still engaged.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll probably get married next summer. Uh, the summer of... 2022 is what we think right sounds good to me yeah
1: let's do this let's do it
0: um beverly wright wants to know duane what was the age difference between you and egypt
1: just over nine years so i I usually just round off to 10 but uh she was born in 89 and i was born in 80
0: yep and the last question barb Barbara Justice,
1: <laughs> Babies soon? Question mark? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, you know, Lindsay came with three.
0: Wait, it's a, it's an option.
1: It, Lindsay, <laughs> you said I don't
0: think so. I wanted Mm-mm. another one. You guys,
1: Lindsay came with three beautiful children, um, and and that's all we need. Yeah. So one big package wrapped in a bow.
0: Yeah, You're and we're welcome, really Mom. and we're really looking forward to spending time with with just us. And I and I didn't have that in my previous marriage, and I wasn't looking forward to spending that time. Uh, now I am. I I can't wait to have that alone time with just D and I. And
1: uh, that's right. So. We're always together now, and uh, that will be a lot more alone time as well um maybe a little bit of traveling and uh, getting to know each other day by day more and more yep it's always stuff to figure out yeah
0: all right well hopefully you guys got to know us <laughs> a lot better <laughs> yeah. than than when we started and i think the last thing that that i just wanted to ask you d is why don't you tell everybody what what do you like to do for fun what's your, what are your favorite things to do besides um your stacks <laughs>
1: I mean, really, there's not a whole lot, a lot else that you can put in there except for, because that, that's what we do mostly. We have, I have passion for the stock market and uh, charts. I'm a technician. Uh, volleyball. I love to get my exercise from volleyball but I love to spend my time with the family we we do so many things with the family and it doesn't really matter to me what we do we could play cards or we can go to a water park it does doesn't matter it's all about that time and that was that was actually a learned thing because I didn't have that growing up uh where I spent a whole bunch of time with the family we did go on vacations and stuff but um we literally find stuff to do almost every single day and that's uh that's what I like to do
0: yeah that's so true we we found a new interest with all of the family in disc golf.
1: Yeah, disc golf was one really of our, cool.
0: One of our new new fun things to do. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, Miss Lindsay, how about for you? <laughs> what do you like to do? What do you enjoy the most?
0: Same thing with Dwayne is is I I love I love our family movie nights. I love going places with all three kids. And the dogs. And the <laughs> just, dogs. Just even if, it, yeah. even if it's going for a bike ride with the family, going for a walk with, with them, I just love being together. And um, But I also really enjoy my time alone. I enjoy my time running. I love to run. That's the time when I do my best thinking. Yeah, my, my alone time, I love to run. I love to bake. I, I enjoy making cakes. Some people probably don't know that about me, that I enjoy making...
1: Beautiful wedding cakes.
0: I, make, I, I do. I make wedding cakes. I make 3D fun birthday cakes. Uh, so that's, that's something that I enjoy doing. I love doing puzzles. I love putting puzzles together. So, yeah, those are, those are a few things. But, oh, and, duh, Yoga. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i enjoy practicing I and teaching teaching yoga so it just uh is really good for my mind yeah so
1: yeah i i she actually got me into yoga and so i do it every once in a while and it feels really good it used to be my monday routine i got to get back into that yeah um COVID, but
0: covid changed a lot of things she's a baker <laughs> i'm
1: a i'm a cook so i like i'm you know i like i'm a sh- i'm a cook i'm a chef <laughs> I'm a cook i'm actually a certified chef for those who you don't know um I forgot about that, also, and you know why I forget about it because we have it all.
0: We have we have (laughs) a bartender, a chef, and
1: a baker. A baker. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Now we just need the candlestick maker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Every single day, I love to cook, so that it's ingrained in my um, everyday routine. So that's why I didn't think about that.
0: He's the best best cook you're
1: the best
0: yeah we have very non-traditional roles and i love that about us Mm -hmm. as we just we fit so well together um with our our routines so anyway enough of the
1: mushy mushy stuff
0: yeah <laughs> um, all right, y'all. So we're gonna get off here. But you guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for those of you who asked us questions and if anyone else has some, if you guys enjoyed this kind of an episode, let us know and maybe we'll we'll do another one. Every once in a while we'll do a uh questions for Lindsay and Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> we could maybe we can come up with a name for it or something. But let us know if you enjoyed it and uh yeah, so we did. It was. It was fun. Yep. It was fun chatting. So, all right, y'all. Thank you. And um,
1: love you guys. Yeah, we'll
0: talk to y'all soon. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed that. And isn't he the best? I am so proud of that man. You guys, without his unconditional love and his unconditional support, there is no way Can't Step Won't Step would be where we are today. Thank you, Dee, for encouraging me to follow my passion and go against the grain and take a risk that was so worth it. I appreciate you. You guys, keep an eye out for my Patreon to launch on August 1st, 2021. I am so excited to give each of you another outlet to help so many grieving families. Through this monthly subscription, you will be able to speak face-to-face via Zoom with both me and D-Wayne every month, and there will be so many more opportunities available as well. More details will be provided on Facebook at Can't Stop, Won't Stop, and also at My MyLindsayAnn on Instagram. And you guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please give me a five-star review on Apple Podcast. This is free, and it will help get awareness to the public about the injustices happening to so many grieving families. Thank you so much for all of your support. Also, check out can't to purchase merchandise. You guys, that's can't stop won't Store. It is absolutely disgusting what so many grieving families have to go through. What if this happened to your child? Would you stop fighting? Would you back down? Hell no. We can't stop and we won't stop fighting until we get answers.
1: You know I don't know why
0: so much pain and loss has to happen
1: I don't have all it the has answers.
0: been nine years since Tanner Barton I mean, was taken does. from all of us and it has been four and years since Brittany Bell and Brittany Egypt Covington were both taken from all of us it has been too many years of obstacles and lies from people they trusted and from the police It has been too many years that no family should ever have to go through. Tanner, Brittany, and Egypt, we can't stop and we won't stop fighting for you and every other victim that deserves justice. Please be sure to join our Facebook group, Can't Stop, Won't Stop, for more information where Dwayne and I go live every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow me on Instagram at MyLindsayAnn. A huge thank you to singer and songwriter Mr. Peace for allowing us the rights to use the song, Where'd You Go?, featuring our beloved, Egypt Covington. We appreciate you. Can't wait for next week. i oh,